A reading from John 4, 50b-54. The royal officer took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, The fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and all his household believed. This was the second miraculous sign that Jesus performed, having come from Judea to Galilee. The fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour, and the father realized this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. I'm going to focus on that aspect of timing. Um, I've been a Christian long enough to have seen some of these quote-unquote coincidences where somebody prayed at a certain time and somebody else in a different geographical location experienced God's presence. I've seen enough of that over the years to begin almost like trusting it. Um, There was one time there was a prophetic vision that was reported in my home one evening. And then the next morning, a woman came into my office at church and said, Hey, I was driving past your house last night and I had a vision and I had her describe it. It was the same vision at the same time. Um, I've had it before where somebody prayed in one location for peace or for healing and uh, totally unbeknownst to a person who experienced peace or healing and then reported it. As we record this, Actually, just yesterday, um, I had a, a really hard meeting I had to go into. It's going to be a challenge and a conflict and all that stuff. And because I have seen the pattern of timing over the years, I, I had asked a group of intercessors to be at the church. My meeting was offsite. Um, I had a group of intercessors at the church praying at that very hour. Um, all of this, I, I share all of it simply to point to um, the very, the very fact, the truth that God is real, that the Holy Spirit can be in any place and all places. And that when we call on him, um, he's faithful to now he, he, he might, he might not, as we know, the way God answers prayer, sometimes he answers with a no, or that's not what he's going to provide or whatever. And that's fine. But uh, so it's not like it's a big, you know, manipulation or trick. We're going to get God to do something here for that place over there. He's still going to answer in his sovereignty. But um, if our prayers are aligned with his will, then I've, then we see the power of his ubiquitous presence. I, I've heard the word alignment many, many times, and I think I know what it means. Hmm. But I think so many people have lived on what I call worldly assumptions it's very hard for them to uh, move into a, a sense of where these miracles are possible. And so they become a little skeptical when they're reading this stuff, when they're reading these passages. And I think I'm a good example of that um, in my early days of trying to fathom what the Bible says. I think that one of the powers of Stanwich Church is that at the very heart of it is it's not just to know Jesus and to make him known, 
It's how that happens. It can only happen through the Holy Spirit. It touches the preaching. It touches the congregation. It touches everybody that works there or is associated with and all their families that spread throughout the world. Uh, the Holy Spirit, I've heard it innumerable times. The reason somebody joined it uh, was because they felt the presence of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit there when they attended. Uh, and this goes back to the very beginning. My own beginning there was actually at a, a church up the way and Jason's pa Jason Pankow uh, was preaching as a, a, a visitor, a visiting preacher. And I uh, talked to him and he said he was at Stanwich. And so I said, well, you know, I'd love to come up there to the Bible study. And I went up there to the Bible study. I never fully understood this, but I felt that I, after worshiping there just one time, I felt that this was the church I had to join. And about one or two weeks later, they were inviting people to join the church. And so I joined on that in some October day. And it wasn't me. It was, I had found my home and I had been looking for it for years in a church. It was a home. It was a, not a safe place. It was a place where the truth was being preached. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I really, uh, I've never, I've never departed from that understanding from that day to this day. I think I just heard you correctly. You said something really profound. You said it was not a safe place. It was a place the truth was being preached. Did you say it that way? Well, a lot of churches have taken on the role of being a safe place. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. And I, I just, it's just an interesting. It wasn't a safe phrase. place. I think the the gospel yeah. is. It's got amazing safeness to it in terms of eternal life, but it also reminds us of who we can be. Well, yeah, I'm reminded of, um, so, you know, the description of the presence of the Holy Spirit, we hear this so often, especially with new people, and they have the same takeaway that you did, which is, this is the place I need to be, or this is home. We hear that phrase a lot. As soon as I walked in here and felt the Holy Spirit's presence, I realized I was home. And there is a wonderful comfort and safety and security in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But then as you just rightly pointed out, when the truth is proclaimed, that's not quote unquote safe in the sense that it's often used these days. And I'm reminded of um, uh, that line from uh, C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia when, when they talk about Aslan, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's this big, you know, big teeth and paws and everything. And there's the line is something like, um, uh, you know, I think Lucy says, is he safe? And one of the brothers says, oh, no, 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 he, he's not safe, but he's good. Uh, I love that line. And that's kind of what I heard you describing when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, of course, you're safe in the com comfort of his love and all of that stuff, but you're not safe from his truth. I wasn't might, looking for might, safety. I was looking for the truth. That's Yeah, yeah, that's great. And that was hard to find in a church, actually. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not condemning anybody. I always say mm -hmm. that, but... I couldn't stay in these places because mm -hmm. something else was being offered as the truth and it wasn't the truth. So I found it. Amen.